Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go. Hi, welcome to our podcast. Alex, today we are going to talk about the litmus test, how we can decide what someone needs, because that's really important. What a question. <laughs> what an analysis prompt. Well, I love asking questions. You know that. No secret, right? Yes. But how do we decide when someone needs a great question or a kick in the butt? I mean... That's that's tricky. Yes. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring this up, because... My my default is always to ask the good question, and once in a while, someone really does need a swift kick in the fanny. So yeah, somebody stabbed somebody in the tummy. Do you say why did you do that? Right, or do you slap them in the face and say you're going to jail? So how do you decide? What do we do? How how can we decide if what's appropriate to meet the appropriate response? And what this is really challenging us to do is kind of enlarge our toolbox, right? Some people do just butt kicking. Some people do just question asking. We're trying to say, let's match what's needed in a given circumstance with what we are trying to love and bless people with. Depends on how well you know the person, right? Like, you probably wouldn't be asking that question of yourself as, what does this person need? He didn't know the person, didn't care about the person, at least in some kind of way. Yeah. Otherwise, that person's probably invisible to most people. Mm -hmm. Like at the grocery store, if you see somebody who's just kind of an extra in your life, you're probably not analyzing and saying like, what does Joe Blow need today? What does Sally McNally really need in her life? Mm -hmm. Does she need a stern talking to? She just picked up papayas and they're not in season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good. Well, maybe we could play with it this way. What? When's the last time you got your butt kicked? I mean, that kind of, you know, in, in love, of course. So not like physically beat up. Well, I don't know. Did you learn? Did, would, do you have a story about being physically beat up? Well, yeah, but like for fun. Yeah. I've got a buddy who's trained in combat. He trains others in combat and okay. we worked out at his house the other day. It was a couple friends and we did the workout with the tire flips and the rope uh, whodunits and pull-ups and it was grueling. But then afterwards he said, hey, you guys want to put the gloves on and do damage? And this guy's a professional fighter by trade. So of course I say yes. This of is course. the same guy of course. Who, uh, who was teaching knife fighting techniques a while back. If you haven't heard that episode, that's a real treat. But we put on the gloves and he was instantly just coming down on me because I can't do anything with like a whole lot of seriousness. I really struggle at that. (laughs) And so he kept giving me coaching, being like, pay attention, focus, do this right. All the while I'm just shadow boxing with the air and boy, am I winning. Right. And we practice a couple techniques and then he says, all right, let's do a little sparring. Who wants to go? And of course, big idiot me, I toss a hand up 
and he and I start throwing blows. And by that, I mean, I went in for a punch and he just instantly caught me in the jaw and we're wearing gloves. So it's like semi safe, but my whole body, I'm in pain immediately. I got a trick neck cause I spend too much time on the phone and at the computer. And so I just get this pinched nerve and I'm like, ah, all right, we're done. It's over. And he, this guy's got neck issues too, but from like combat. So his story's cooler than like combats and computers. Yeah. Bringing neck issues. Yeah. His story's cooler, but he's sensitive to the issue. He's like, all right, you're done. But then within like three minutes, all of a sudden I'm feeling incredible. Like it totally realigned my neck, just an impromptu chiropractic session through the fist of a friend to the jaw. And I was like, wow, how about that? Now all of a sudden I'm feeling loose and limber. I'm like, let's go again. Then I got back in there and he punched me in the face. I got a bloody nose, but it was a (laughs) great time. We were all having a blast, but that was the last time that I was actually in like a physical scuffle. If you want to talk about the last time I got my ass completely kicked, that had to have been from my brother. And that was, he was a sophomore in high school and he had just had his growth spurt. So he shot from 6'3 to 6'10 in a very little time. And I hadn't quite appreciated the fact that he was humongous. (laughs) And so I kind of teased him and heckled him like I used to. And then he got the brilliant idea that he should beat me up. And I kind of, yeah, I kind of cowered in fear and hunched over. But since he had such altitude on me, he just kept punching down. (laughs) And then both my eyes were uh, the targets of punches and I couldn't see for like a couple of weeks. Oh my uh, swollen shut and wow. my mom wasn't the biggest fan of that but those are the two stories okay. sorry i took the scenic route no, to that but those are good. two different experiences well, and 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 we can learn so much by just glancing back and extracting some lessons from that what about metaphorically uh when we get uh, our butt kicked metaphorically by a circumstance by a person maybe someone bringing a hard question it's truth what, what do we learn when that happens to us? Different experience going into a combat style situation as a metaphor, willingly on our own volition. That's the difference between like going to therapy versus somebody close to you being like, you're garbage. The way you've been acting is garbage. One of them, you're going in with the intention of getting something out of it. You're there to practice. You're there to grow. You're there to heal. You're there to have an experience and connect with somebody. The other one, and this happens to all of us, we get sucker punched by relationships and we didn't realize we were in a fight. Maybe. But this probably has happened to just about everybody who's listening to this in the past year. You got sucker punched by somebody that you know, but not in the physical sense, in the metaphorical sense. Hopefully that ended up turning out well, but oftentimes it doesn't because we don't like that. We like stepping into fights on our own terms, 
so being goaded into a fight, being duped into a fight, we don't like that. But Craig, you ever been punched in the face? Well, as a metaphor? <laughs> yes, metaphorically, yes. <laughs> I went to, it's funny how our minds just go back to actually a physical altercation, but uh, story story for another day. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because we keep dancing around this. There's friends. Sometimes we need a question. Sometimes we need a firm challenge um, in the form of truth. And I was in an instant recently where I needed to bring some truth into a situation, into a relationship. And, and you as didn't. you can tell, as you can tell by the way I'm talking about it, you didn't. Uncomfortable. I did. You did. And it was very uncomfortable. Uh, I'm, I'm not good at that. That's not one of my sweet spots. I would love to ask questions, help people figure things out and let them self-conclude, ah, you know what? I really need to get my act together. And, um, Tim Keller pastor said something years ago that has really kind of haunted me. He said, um, most of us, when it comes to confrontation and truth with these kind of moments, we shy away. Uh, we, we think to ourselves, oh, I love them too much to put them through the confrontation, the challenge that I have to give them. And he said, what we are really saying is I love myself too much to put myself through the hassle of that confrontation. Mm. And that has haunted me because there's been some truth to that in my operating system, that there are challenges that I think God has brought to me to be able to share in love with people around me that I may not have. Well, most people are conflict averse. I would say that's probably par for the course. But you also don't want to err on the side of being a, you know, quote unquote, sassy chick named Katrina who says, oh, I don't sugarcoat anything. I call it like I see it. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, Katrina, you suck. You're just going around saying things that are you think this is your personality, but it's really just a mess. I know plenty of people who are like, oh yeah, I'm unapologetically direct. And it's like, well, you're also a, you're terrible to be around. <laughs> so there's a midpoint of knowing when to give somebody the tough love and yes, the hard coaching absolutely. and the directness versus the question. And I think to go back to your initial question, how do you know? Sometimes you don't. And you kind of just have to go for it. And if the relationship's strong enough, you can ride out the wave. And and we're not always going to get it right. But I'm a firm believer that, you know, we have a couple different things that we can do in any situation, be it a physical fight or a metaphorical whodunit, whatever it is. The best thing we can do is the right thing. The next best thing we can do is the wrong thing. And the worst thing we can do is nothing at all. So... I would rather have a messy communication session that's necessary, whether the delivery's ideal or not. If it's truly for the other person, the kinks will work itself themselves out. They really will. I think we should always start with the question just to see if they can get there on their own. The old jab. Warm them up with the jab, see if they're ready for the I'm, uppercut. I'm, I'm wondering because, again, for me, that's position position A is 
let me let me try to ask some questions. Let me try to create space where the questions that I can ask someone can help them self-discover something that might be really helpful for them. Well, you and I have had this conversation before. We had it probably a week or two ago. I was asking you about something and you said, can I give you the direct answer or you want me to ask the questions? And I said, let's just go with the direct. Like, I appreciate a good question, but this is more practical and we're not necessarily getting into abstract spiritual questions and spiritual exploration. So give me the, you know, give me the cliff notes here and let me invite you into the space of sharing your perceptions rather than exploring my own. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. I, I don't mind that. That's a refreshing change of pace for you because you are more comfortable with questions. And it's not as though you had an indicting piece of uh, hammer dropping to, to hit me with. I was just like, yeah, just be direct. Just tell me what, what's on your mind. I'd appreciate your analysis. So what's the correct thing to do? Hard to say. But even inviting that question into the space, I think is important because it can cause us to reflect on our communication style and just ask us if we can ask ourselves, are we being effective in the way that we're communicating with others? If we're not, how can we modify that to give people what they need? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting as we think about Jesus and the way he moved through life, he asked tons of questions of people. A lot of times people would come up to him and ask him a question. He would just tell him a story. He would never give him an answer. And the few times in the Bible where he actually shared, imparted some truth to someone who had come to him, it was with people who were really leaning in and curious about the answer. They're wholeheartedly presenting themselves, asking the question. They're ready it's interesting because Jesus could discern this person's ready for an answer. I don't want to sugarcoat. I don't want them to have to have, have to answer a question or figure out a story or a parable. I'm just going to put the cookies on the bottom shelf. But it's interesting. He also got pretty frustrated with the Pharisees and said, your father's the devil. Yes. That was a different time when he went into direct mode. Yes. Out, out, of, out of love, though. Yeah. Because he saw that yeah, your the, father's the devil, and I he love saw you. that the questions and the stories weren't working with them, and so he decides to share some strong words. But it's interesting that you have two sides of the spectrum of people who are really leaning in and curious, and wanting to know the answers, and then people that really have their fingers in their ears, saying, "Well, I'm not going to listen to your questions or your stories." And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to try to get your attention on both both ends." It's very interesting. So, making this personal, do you think most people would know what question Jesus would ask them no. in, a, in a given day? No. Do you think that would be good for people to know? In some cases, yes. I don't think a lot of people want to question the way they operate. Hmm. I think most people are just trying to get through the day yeah. and they're not in a space where they can even entertain the deep spiritual complexities of a conversation with Jesus and what he would ask. Yeah. I mean, if you're working your tail off 10 hours a day, 
in the middle of your shift or the middle of your day as you're having your soul siphoned out of your body uh, by fluorescent <laughs> lights and terrible colleagues? Are you getting into philosophical mode of being like, what do you think Jesus would ask me right now? Yeah. I don't think most people access that space regularly. It'd probably be amazing for them if they did that. It would be amazing for me if I did that when I was in a frustrated place or yes. a relaxed place just to be like, Jesus, give me a good question. What do I need to, <laughs> you know what? I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll take a large question, please. Yeah, yeah. Give me a venti question, Jesus. But, and maybe we can backdoor our way into the question through asking this, and that is, what, what if we knew what Jesus would be praying for us? What if we knew what Jesus was praying for us? R Romans eight thirty four says that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, which means he's actually communicating, praying, having conversation with the Father in, in our behalf for us. Would you be curious what Jesus is praying for you right now for? Perhaps. And why, why is it a perhaps? Why is it not a resounding yes? It might put too much of a highlight, a spotlight on inadequacies that I have that I don't want to look at. And maybe I'm not in a space where I feel like inviting that in. If I, hmm. Yeah. What about you, Craig? Enough about me. Let me just, <laughs> do you want to know full, full deal? What those conversations look like? Parent teacher conference, you're sitting outside <laughs> and the teacher happens to be God, Jesus is your parent in this situation. Do yeah. you want to know the full texture of that conversation? Do you want to hear that Craig is trash at math and he hasn't <laughs> been getting along well with others and that, you know, X, Y, Z and the other, do you yeah. want to know that? Have you been talking to my wife? Is she, do you, is you've been talking to my wife. You, you know, I'm not good at math. <laughs> no. Well, this example, this example, yeah, this is I so think good. is apt. Let's let's play out the example. Let's let's of keep course. it in, in fairyland, right? Yeah, great. Um, parent teacher conference. I love that image. The fear of a child is that very thing, right? From our perspective, it's uh, he's going to say I'm horrible at math. <laughs> I threw a Dorito at a kid the other day, and we got into a fight. Um, it's all kinds, all kinds of things. But isn't it also possible that what Jesus comes out with is, hey, uh, the Father says that you're capable of far more than you can imagine and you just don't understand it and don't know it. Yeah, that's what comes out of a great teacher. Yeah. That's what comes out of a great teacher. A crappy teacher is going to go for the disciplinarian role. The other one's going to go for the leveraging role of saying, I'm seeing so much potential in Craig yeah. and I could really use your help in uh, being with him in the hours that I'm not. Yes. And I think 
that's one of the ways we can slowly start discerning the voice of God in our lives. Because if it's if it's the God who's micromanaging our sins, our shortcomings, um, our our failures, you're horrible at math, you don't play well with others. Yeah. That's just the result of other stuff, deeper things. And my guess is that if we really knew what Jesus was interceding for us for, we would all want to know. Hmm. We would all want to know, because I think he's saying, gosh, I wish you knew how much I loved you. What's Jesus praying for for you on any given day? Yeah. Today, for example. Today. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I can speculate. I can draw a hypothesis. I think today he's praying, um, Father, help Craig to understand that my love can help him overcome his fears. Today I have a particular day that's going to have some very stressful situations that may produce fear and anxiety that I'm going to need courage for. And I can white knuckle it through that, or I can remember and hold on to how deeply loved I am. The fact that I belong to the Father, the fact that Jesus wanted to be with me so badly that he actually gave his life so that we could be walking today together and when that starts seeping into my soul, the anxiety starts drifting away. Some of the fears start being minimized. I think that's one of the things he's praying for me for today. Do you want to hear statements from Jesus and God, or do you want to hear questions? Do you personally want to hear your prayers answered in question form or statement form? I, I'm I'm pausing because it's a really good question. Thank you, Alex. You asked very good questions. And, From uh, time before, to time, I I yeah, stumble upon him. Even before you came into the studio today, you asked a really good question that had me pausing for many seconds, and that's a great blessing to me. Thank you for that. Um, I can't take credit. You know, they say that a question is helpful because it creates space for us to look for evidence to support something. So if I picture God saying, do you know how much I love you? There's a huge benefit that's created because my mind starts scanning for proof. Yeah. Positive proof. Yes. God, yeah, God loves me here because of this, because of this, because of his son Jesus, because he's orchestrated a life that's full of blessings and challenges all for good for me and through me and so I think a question can be good, but once in a while, I just do need to hear a little bullet statement of, I'm here. I won't leave you. I will never let you go. I love you. There's a Goldilocks zone of the direct versus the question. So let's trace it back to the beginning of the episode. How do we know whether to ask a good question or to go in for the directness? There's probably like a good ratio, right, of how we should be communicating. And maybe we just reverse engineer that by 
for you, for example, what do you want to hear in your prayer? How many times would you like to hear a question for every statement? And then maybe that's the ratio that you go out with. That might be a good indicator and say, ah, this works for me in my communication style. This might not be perfect, but I think this is going to be the way that works best. Yeah. And and maybe that's the beauty of this is that there's not a recipe that we have to be so loving and present to know track track with someone's story. Maybe we have to sense, you know what, this person might need a really good question right now to help them learn how to think through it and come to their own conclusion. Or they may just need someone to share with them. I find myself sharing more truth when I'm affirming who someone is, reminding them of who they are. When we get wobbly, when bad things happen, when people betray us and screw us, um, we get off balance. And sometimes we need someone to come around us and say, hey, let me remind you who you are. I'm kind of thinking about this. I don't think that many people come to the place of saying, I would love to help this person out with a good question. Let me just go ahead and say that's really rare. I think you're overestimating that people are even doing that because you do that so often. I don't think most people are even doing that. I think most people think that they're helping people by saying the exact perfect statement. And if they can just find the correct configuration of words, that things will align for somebody. I actually don't think the question route I don't think that's occurring to a lot of people at all. Let's just kind of take a huge time out. I think people listening to this could probably put that in their back pocket as the major takeaway from this episode is you can probably do a better job at helping other people with a question rather than a statement. The way you operate is so different from just about everybody that I know in that you are question first, statement second. Statements are your silver medal, questions are your gold. So I think we're making a false assumption in thinking that there's equal weight on these things for most people. I think the options for most people simply are, do I tell this person this or do I not say anything at all? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, observation. I don't think question route says, your thought exercise is how can we reverse engineer this statement as a question and then present it to this person? I think that is going to be a powerful thought exercise for me today, for you today, for everyone listening to this is, let me think about somebody that I know that isn't quite seeing the picture. If I were to give them coaching, and I wanted to turn it into a question, what would that look like? I think that might be a better way to reach people than trying to figure out even, okay, what's the best way to do this? Because I just think that, yeah, I, I've, already, I've already said it. I just don't think the question route occurs to people. That's not my wheelhouse. That's not the place that I feel most comfortable. I yeah. feel comfortable coming in and saying, 
based on X, Y, and Z, this, this, and this, even if you say something that's entirely true and beneficial and something that somebody needs to hear, if you're not letting them fill the space with their mind, it's probably not even going to take root. No, it's, it's very rare for those statements to, to get in. Yeah, we've got a firewall that we keep a lot of those things out. And that's why the question can be such a beautiful gift for someone, even in a silly, silly way. So I, I, I like that affirmation. I think that's a good, a good thing to help. There's a reset. Take a statement. I mean, I was with some people um, recently. One person just was leaving trash everywhere. And <laughs> Wheat what, thin guy. What, what, what do we want to say? We want to say. Pick your crap up. There you go. So what's the question? The question is going to come across as passive aggressive. You think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're saying it to them, <laughs> because the question's actually for you. The question is that that you're asking of yourself in that situation to make that situation better is why is this upsetting me so much? Hmm. Because if you ask it of the other person and your initial thought is clean up your stuff, most of those questions are going to come across as spiteful and passive aggressive. I can sense that already and be like, hey, do you think those wheat thins belong there? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hey, do you see everybody else no, uh, I didn't. leaving those wheat thins around like you are? No. Do I we didn't. like the house better clean or dirty? <laughs> I see all those things coming across as passive aggressive. Maybe that's just my limited uh, imagination. Do you, do you think there's a chance that that might be received a little better than just pick up your crap? Or do you think it's 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 worse? Is is Because that wasn't what my, my question in actuality was... I'm curious what your plan is for this empty bottle, right? Is it passive aggressive? Totally, still? definitely. Uh, yeah, because well, you're upset by it, so your question is going to come across as passive aggressive. Well, I don't think I was upset about it. Um, and this even part of what I shared with this person is my wife has this great part of her operating system that she says we owe it to the people around us that we love to help them know how the world's experiencing them. Okay. We we owe it to the people around us that we love to help them understand how the world, okay, we're all experiencing this in you, about you. And so someone's going to have to get a sack of courage from some somewhere and say, um, hey, we've all voted and we all think you're a slob. <laughs> so that's not cool. So it's it's not going to be received well. We never like to be told that we're doing something wrong or miss the mark, right? If somebody leaves, I'm thinking of being in a serene cabin with a bunch of bros. If somebody's really messy, I probably make a statement and I do it with a twist of humor and say, clean up your stuff, you freaking slob. Like, mm -hmm. what a mess you are. and. The humor greases the wheels and okay. gets the job done. Okay. That's how I communicate that yeah. if I want to navigate that situation. I don't come down as an angry dude and be like, gosh, yeah. you're just leaving too many Vandy Camp's uh, gas station donuts around <laughs> and I just can't stand you. Like that's creating conflict that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. I also don't want to turn this into a question session to 
explore the deeper meaning behind somebody being messy on vacation. I think there's certain things that need to be communicated with maybe a, just a splash of humor, and that's going to get you where you need to be. Unless you wanted to use this example, extrapolate it out and say, you're not really taking care of the things in your life. And this happens to be a microcosm of <laughs> the mess that is your life. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. And it's so practical, but yet so sticky because every single one of us deal with this in a different way, right? For years, I would have said nothing. I would have just picked up after the person and just kept kept going. Enabling? Probably. Probably not a healthy thing. Yeah, and, definitely. Because then some little level bitterness starts brewing in me and I, I my pride and my judgment saying, I would have never done that and I'm better than you are. And there's... I. I created a rift in the relationship by by not saying anything, by by just doing, by just tidying up their their garbage. And so once again, we're kind of circling back to this. Do we ask a question? Does something need to be said? That's probably our first our first question, right? Does does something need to be communicated about what's going on? In in any any circumstance, I mean, this is the silly example that we're using here, right? Um, and if the conclusion is yes, then we maybe have to navigate with God how to go about that. Maybe a splash of humor would would be helpful. How would you like someone to point out an area of? Let's tie this together with what Jesus is praying for you for. Not in a meta. I wish he understood how much I love him and sacrifice for him, but maybe in a little micro. Hey, this this little area is the way that the world's experiencing you here. How would you want someone to communicate to you about this? Would you want a statement, a joke, or a question? Depends on the situation. You know, if guy who's leaving, um, you know, macaroon wrappers around the house, if that's the issue we're talking about versus somebody who's cheating on their wife, I think these are different things to examine. So, Well, and thank you for taking it to the philosophical realm, but I asked you specifically. I know, I'm trying to weasel out of it. Yes. How would you want to be challenged? The answer is I don't want to be challenged at all. Uh, Fair enough, yeah. That is is absolutely 100% my answer, is I do not want the um i want growth to happen on my timetable or not at all how about that for you Craig? i appreciate that that's that i think that is something that a lot of people can nod their head in agreement with yeah thank you if if i need to grow i'll do it in my own way in my own time independent studies i don't need your help i don't need god's help i don't need the holy spirit no thanks i'll just gonna do it on my own right i think there's a lot of People moving through life in that way. Healthy or not healthy? It's obviously unhealthy, Craig. (laughs) It's obviously unhealthy. If I wanted to invite a lot of growth into my life, I would probably shift the style of my prayers. I would shift the conversations that I'm having. I would invite I would ask other people to step into the space with me but to 
get into that space in the first place of saying, I'm in a place where I'd like to grow and I'd like to step into a sparring arena with somebody, you have to be in kind of a secure place already. There's a big difference between, like we said in the beginning, of saying, I want to do this for practice and sport and self-betterment versus I just, I'm ready for a fight or I'm not ready at all. I'm going to get punched by it anyway. So the way growth is approaching me right now is the way that I'm allowing it to, which is random punches to the face. I am not doing so much of the stepping in and saying, hey, let's put the gloves on. Let's work on the techniques. I mean, we do that here, right? But I don't think I'm doing that in my prayer life. That's what I'll say to you is I'm not entering the sparring arena with the intent of growth and self-betterment and things like that. My prayers just don't have, I'm not inviting, I don't feel strong enough to even enter that arena. And then I end up just getting punched in the face in other places anyway. And it's like, gosh, if I had just gone into the prayer sparring whodunit, then I'd be able to block a lot of these random side swipes that seem to happen to me far more often than I'd like. I don't know if I'm answering your question at all. Well, I would image came to my mind, what I extracted from what you shared, which I thought was very honest and beautiful. Thank you. Was, um, we are in a fight. The question is whether we're going to be prepared or not. That's part of the reason why I want to lean into growth because I want to be ready. I, I, I want to be ready when the fight comes, when the challenge comes. When the, I want to be ready when the moment of fear comes to have somehow Jesus close enough to whisper into my ear, I love you. Let the fear pass away. Because if I haven't spent, spent that time with him, then he's a long ways off and I might not be able to hear him say, I love you. I'm here. Yeah, we're in a spiritual battle. I'd rather be good at fighting in the spiritual battle than than not. I'd rather be a warrior in the spiritual battle than a victim. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining our podcast today. We meandered through some really fun, interesting questions. Um, and what Alex is challenge and takeaway I think is fantastic. Take the statements we want to be sharing with the world around us and maybe even ourselves and turn them into questions so that we can turn monologues into dialogues and beautiful conversations. And I think there'll be a harvest of blessing that comes from it. Thanks for joining us today. If this landed with you or you think it would land with somebody that you know, go ahead and send them the link one of the best things that we can do as a community is continue to grow and offer exciting conversations and mind expanding, spirit expanding, heart expanding conversations to the people around us. So thank you for continuing to be on this journey with us and invite others onto the journey as well.